G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and the church being holy. Jesus speaking in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verses 17 and 19, says, Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so that they can be made holy by your truth. From this verse of scripture, we see that Jesus prayed to the Father that his body, the church, would be holy. How is the church made holy? Through Jesus' holy sacrifice on the cross and the Holy Spirit's sanctifying work within individual Christian disciples, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11, the church is holy in that it is God's separated people living in the community in the power of the Holy Spirit and through a perfecting faith in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 The church is not to be an exclusive and holy society secluded from the world but rather God's salvation bearing movement going out to the world. We are to be in the world but not of the world. The churches are also holy in that every Christian disciple is holy and declared righteous through a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 3 verse 22 This means that the church has imputed holiness and is seen as the spotless and sinless bride. Despite being deemed holy, the New Testament church was also subject to doctrinal error. 1 Timothy 6 verse 3 Immorality Revelation 2 verse 14 and division 1 Corinthians 11 verse 18 Dare I say that churches today are the same rife with doctrinal error, immorality and division and Jesus Christ is the head of the church and therefore a church's relationship with him is identified through biblical morality and faithfulness to his teaching when in the book of Revelation Jesus did not find holiness in the churches, he was condemnatory of them, Revelation 2 verse 20, but he continued to call them his bride. Augustine, from long ago, cites Christ's holiness as the reason for the church being holy and the church will be made perfect on the last day. However, as we have seen, being holy does not just mean being sinless. Holiness also means to be separated out and set apart for God's special purpose and work. This work is that the gospel may be spread to all parts of the earth by his chosen people, the church. People, Christian disciples who are and were being sanctified by the Holy Spirit and rooted in gospel truth. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 to 14 For Luther, Martin Luther that is, the church is holy because God's word cannot be without God's holy people and conversely God's people cannot be without God's word. By this he means that wherever the Bible is preached faithfully the church consisting of God's holy people also resides there. And the method by which this hallmark can be tested in any church can be observed in the function of worship. 
If the church community is a worshipping community, then the church can be seen to be holy. And worship as a church function derives from the hallmark of the church being holy. Worship is an intimate, dynamic and holy encounter with God because Jesus is in the midst of true worship, Matthew 18 verse 20, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, Philippians 3 verse 3. And what is worship? Worship is giving God alone, Psalm 19 verse 2, glory due his name in the beauty of his holiness, 1 Chronicles 16 verse 29. And the prime element of worshipping God in the context of a church is reverence. This is where through the willing use of the mind and the senses, honour and respect are directed towards God. And this is to be done, John 4.24 reminds us, in spirit and in truth. Spirit denotes the personal status of worship involving the entire person, mind, body and will. Truth speaks of worship's content in that all true worship reflects God's character. Worship, therefore, is multiform in practice, with richness in the breadth of its distinctive styles to the one God deserving of our all as Christian disciples. The Christian Church has 2,000 years of worship resources, all of which can be used in modern church services and not just the songs in the last couple of years. So why worship? Well, there are various reasons as to why the church worships God, although primarily because God commands it, as 1 Chronicles 16 verse 29 reminds us, give to the Lord the glory he deserves, bring your offering and come into his presence, worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. The Ten Commandments, also known as the Decalogue, also clearly commands people to worship God alone, Exodus chapter 20. Not only is it a command, but God deserves worshipping by his church, for he alone personifies goodness, Psalm 100 verses 4 to 5. He personifies mercy, Exodus 4 verse 31. He personifies holiness, Psalm 99. And finally he personifies power, Revelation 4 verse 11. And then thirdly, God is to be worshipped by his church in obedience to him as creator, but also as its saviour and lord. Habakkuk 3 verse 18. And the result of worship also brings exuberant satisfaction for the Christian disciple. Romans 12 verse 2, Colossians 3 verse 24. And then there's multiple expressions of worship. Scripture speaks of various means by which the church worships God, including joyful singing, Psalm 100 verse 2, Ephesians 5 verse 19, and public declarations of praise, as Hebrews 13:15 uh, recommends to us. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And perhaps the greatest manifestation of public church worship is seen in the two ordinances or sacraments of the Eucharist and baptism. Celebrating the Eucharist, or Holy Communion, is in direct obedience of Jesus' command that all Christian disciples are to celebrate the remembrance of him, Matthew 26 
and Luke 22. Partaking in Holy Communion not only symbolizes his death for our sin, Luke 22 verse 19, but also symbolizes the Christian disciples' acceptance of Christ's death for them and their dependence upon him for spiritual life. Baptism, which is commanded for all Christian disciples, Matthew 28:19, Acts 2, verse 38, naturally follows after conversion, Acts 2, verse 37. To be baptized means to be baptized into Christ, Romans 6, verse 3, which symbolizes a total identification with Jesus as a result of being baptized into his body, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, and into his death, Romans 6, verses 1 to 6. Through baptism, the Christian disciples' sinful natures are symbolized as dead with Christ, Romans 6, verse 6. And Christian disciples are then raised to live a new life with a new nature, Romans 6, verse 4. For more to think about, please do read 1 Chronicles 16, verse 23 to 36. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Why do I, as a Christian disciple, worship God in a church community? Question 2. How does worshipping God help me in my relationship with Him? Question 3. How is the inerrant link between holiness and worship helping me grow in holiness? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. Thank you.